attention. This is the element of surprise. Degenerates and degenerates, welcome to the Element of Surprise. I'm your host, Chad J. Suet. You know where to find me. You can find us at Podomatic.com. That's E-O-S, mentally irregular, Find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash EOS mentally irregular. Email me at element.2017 at yahoo.com. Okay, it has been... Uh, Let's say an interesting week for me. Uh, my, I turned 35 last week. It was my 35th birthday. And, you know, let's take a moment to talk about that first. Is that, you know, I never once imagined myself living to be 35. Nonetheless, uh, you know, being a parent, uh, father, um, and having responsibilities that uh, could dictate the, the actions of my life. But... It happened, and you know what, I mean, like, when I turned 25, it, it, you know, I was still mentally and emotionally a child, and, uh, you know, for many, in many cases, I still am, I mean, my sense of humor is the same, Uh, I see things differently than everybody else does, I'm definitely way off center as far as, like, you know, the way I look at the world, fucking mentally irregular, but, uh, you know, it hit me, like, I I turned 35 last, uh, last Wednesday, on uh, February the 21st, and I, um, I felt 35, you know, I felt like I'm a 35-year-old man, I, t- I took a look at my house, at the world around me, and everything through my eyes just looked a little bit different than it, than it normally does, and, you know, I, I don't know if maybe it's, uh, my son, or if it's, uh, Ash, or what, what it is, but, like, uh, you know, maybe my responsibilities, but I, I, I looked at everything and I was just like, wow, okay. Um, time to adult, you know? And so like that, that hit me. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I guess maybe it's, uh, overdue, I guess is the best way to put it. But, you know, there's also a lot of reasons why I kind of feel like I lost, like that was the last of my youth just going. And now I'm just like this, you know, guy approaching middle age who's just like, ah, but, uh, you know, I digress. Anyway, it has been an interesting week. Um, I had an incident happen to me on my birthday that I'm going to tell you about at my, uh, that happened at my son's bus stop while I was waiting to pick him up from the bus in the afternoon. I'm going to tell you about why uh, my girl said that she wanted to get me a male stripper for my birthday as a birthday gift. I'm going to tell you about buying the new car we got. I'm going to talk to you uh, tonight about my addiction of string cheese. And uh, I'm going to tell you some uh, some true stories that uh, that I, I I heard from some hotel housekeepers 
and uh, maids who, uh, you know, some of the crazy shit that they, they heard. And then if there's time, we're going to play some topic roulette. So without further ado, let's get into it. So as I said, last, last Wednesday, February 21st, 2018. 35th birthday. I'm waking up. I'm feeling like an adult. I'm doing adult stuff. I'm, you know, I'm feeling more, more grounded than I can say I ever felt in my life as far as like, you know, what my priorities and my responsibilities are and weighing them versus just like my adolescent mindset and, you know, oh, what what, what if a squirrel ate a bar of soap and, you know, what if that guy shit himself and stupid shit like that? You know, I felt more like, hey, let's focus on the, the real, real shit than, uh, you know, play, play later. So I'm, I'm going over to the bus stop. It's around four o'clock in the afternoon and I'm waiting for my son to, my son's bus to come and where his bus stop is. It's a pretty populated area on route 22 in Delmont. So, you know, there's, there's a gas station and there's, there's a few small businesses around and, um, you know, there's people always moving is what I'm saying. Like you can look around you in any direction and there's there's motion. There's people out in the world. So, you know, you don't think anything of it if a person's walking past you on the street or walking up the sidewalk. You know, you don't think about it. It's just something that just happens. So I'm sitting there and, uh, you know, it started to rain a little bit. It's just drizzling, but, you know, it's enough for me to put my hood up on my hoodie. I take my hood and I put my hood up. So now my peripheral vision is completely blocked. I have no peripheral vision, and all of a sudden, you know, I see people, like, kind of forward, like, walking in and out of my uh, out of my vision, and I'm looking across the street, waiting for his bus to come up the uh, street, and all of a sudden, I hear, hey, hey, you, hey, help, and I turn my head, and there's this girl, who I'd probably say, from the looks of her, she looked like she was in her 40s, but probably was in her mid-20s, and she's coming acra- uh, at me from across the road, like, full steam ahead fucking just you know she she eyeballed me and just bam beeline to, towards me and she's screaming hey help help me uh, uh hey do, do, do you have it do you have that code i need that code and i'm like what in the fuck are you talking about i'm like no ma'am i don't know what you're talking about you got me confused with someone else it's this point that i realize like her her pupils are fucking dilated to the point where you can't see the color in her eyes and then she starts swearing and screaming at me. She's like, I know you got it, motherfucker. You got that code. You hid it in your pants. It's hidden in your pants. Give it to me. I'm like, get the fuck away from me. I immediately grab my phone. I call the Delmont police, who uh, are of no help. They are of no help to me. They transfer me to the state police, uh, way, up the, way up Route 66, who then tell me, okay, uh, can you calmly explain what's going on? Meanwhile, I've got this bitch, like, getting, like, you know, trying to put her hands on me and, like, attack, physically attack me, yelling, Give me the code! Give me the fucking code! You've got the code hidden in your pants! You know, screaming at me while I'm trying to talk to the police. So, no, I cannot calmly tell you what's going on. So, I, you know, meanwhile, I look across the street there, and there's my son's bus coming right up at the fucking, uh, stoplight. So, it's like, oh, great, this is what's happening. So I'm trying to explain things to the police. I'm like, I don't know who this woman is. She came out of fucking nowhere. She's, uh, you know, she, at this point she'd taken off her hoodie and she had, I'm not making this up. She had a hypodermic needle of whatever this junky bitch shot up, still hanging out of her arm, still hanging out of her arm. Um, in retrospect, I, I, I did a little bit of research into what kind of drugs make you do that, and I, it, it could have been some sort of meth, amphetamine, or like a like a liquid uh, crack cocaine or something like that that made her like that, but I, I, I don't care what it was. Just get the fuck away from me. 
And so my son's bus is now coming across the street, and they're getting ready to drop him off. And she starts yelling at me. She's like, you're a fucking narc! I knew it! You call the fucking cops on me, I'll end your fucking life, you fucking narc! And then she starts yelling at the kids on the bus. Keep in mind that this is like kindergartners, first graders, second graders. She's like, all of you saw it! All of you saw it! You junkie bitches! You fuckers! You all fucking saw it! This asshole! This asshole did it! He's got the code! It's in his pants! And the bus driver, who sees me every day, is just like, wide-eyed, jaw-slacked, like, what the fuck do I do? And I told her, I'm like, just keep the fucking bus doors closed, please, while I try to get away from this woman. I'm like this far away from fucking hitting her, but I don't want to see the, I don't want these kids on the bus to fucking see me, like, knock out a fucking junkie. I don't want them, <coughs> excuse me, I don't want them, you know, to be scarred further, because you could see, and this is what actually bothered me. Like, normally, I don't get bugged by this kind of shit, but I looked up on the bus, and there's, like, six-year, five-year-olds and six-year-olds who are looking, like, terrified, like, scared shitless of what this junkie bitch is fucking doing and the way she's acting. And so the last thing I want is to scar them further by, like, fucking, you know, giving her a right hook and just dropping her. Not to mention, I don't know what she's on. She might have, like, that advanced, like, that hype, that, that, like, that high, like, meth strength where, like, they tase you and you don't go down. So, I'm just trying to keep her as far away from me as possible and, while I get my son off the bus. So, I get, I, you know, she backs off a little bit and she goes, and I'm not lying, she literally lays down in front of a dumpster, like a, one of those dumpster garbage cans. She goes and she lays down in front of it while screaming at the sky, you fucking did this, he's coming, he's coming, he's on his way, you fucked up. And I'm just like... You know, I'm like, all right, Anakin, come on. I grab him by the hand, and we rush home as quickly as possible. I then come back out, waiting for the cops to arrive. Who don't? Of course, they don't ever show up. I talked to uh, one of the guys at the uh, car dealership by where his bus stop is, because they had asked, come out and asked me if everything was okay once they saw what was going on with the bus. And I told them what was happening and everything like that. And I talked to them the next day after I dropped him off for the bus in the morning and said, hey, did, any, did the cops ever come and ask you questions? like, no, but we saw a few cops go zinging by here, and then they came back with an ambulance, so we think, and we think they uh, picked her up. I'm like, well, I hope they picked her up, or I hope it wasn't just some old lady having a heart attack. I don't like to think that maybe this fucking strung-out junkie bitch is still just meandering around fucking Delmont. That's pretty fucking freaky, you know? I mean, if it's just me by myself, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Fine, come at me, bitch. I don't give a shit. But you're, you're interfering with my fucking son? You're interfering with uh, school kids. Stay the fuck back. If you're if you're that fucking crazy for attention, you know there's a Wendy's over there. Go into Wendy's. Go inside. That would you know I'd get my camera. I'd film that shit. But stay the fuck away from me. And stay the fuck away from my kid. Next time that happens, if that ever happens again, and I hope to Christ it doesn't. But should that situation ever happen again, I'm not opposed to uh, you know definitely picking up a rock and like smashing her head in. Because shit need that that shit needs to stop. But uh, you know that's what happened to me. That was my that's what I got for my birthday was a junkie bitch fucking coming at me at the my son's bus stop. So yay, fun stuff, fun stuff all around. Ah, uh, okay, moving on. Um, also regarding my my 35th birthday, I talked to my my uh, my fiance, my girl, and she's like, "What do you want for your birthday?" I'm like, oh, "I don't care, I don't care." She's like. I know what I'm going to get you. 
I'm like, what? She goes, I'm going to get you a stripper. I'm like, I don't want no fucking stripper. Why don't you just strip for me? She's like, no, I'm going to get you a male stripper. And I'm like, like, I thought about it. And, you know, the first reaction was the normal reaction. It was just like, what? Why the fuck? And then I'm like, actually, you know what? I could see where that would be funny. That would be fucking hilarious. That would be probably more awkward for the stripper, for the male stripper, than it would be for me. But he's getting paid, so he'd have to do the job. And, you know, and she's laughing her ass off at this point as I'm describing to her this, the uncomfortability factor between me and the male stripper. And he's got, you know, his, his, his uh, huge dick in a banana sling, like trying to like rub it off my neck and uh, grind it off my leg and everything like that. And she's cracking up. And I'm like, you know what, I, I, I'd get, eventually, eventually I know myself, I'd be weirded out by it. I'd like be like, okay, that's done, I, I'm done. And he'd like still be doing his job because he wants to get, like, he wants to do a good job and get paid. So I'd like back into a corner and then I'd be like down there crying and he'd be like smacking his dick off my face while I'm like crying in the corner. And she's, she's laughing her ass off. She's like, yeah, that's absolutely what's going to go down. I'm like, well, it's too late. My birthday's over now. And she's like, no, just at some birthday in, of yours in the future, that's exactly what I'm doing. And you're not going to know which one. It could be 36, it could be 40, it could be 50. I, you know, depending I live that long, of course, but I, I'm now uh, having to live with the fear that at some potential future birthday of mine, she's going to hire a male stripper to strip for me. And uh, all that stuff that I described to her that I thought initially was like, ha ha ha, that's funny shit. She wants that to happen now. So that's the plan. That's her plan is get me a male stripper and like have him like you know, uh, dip his, uh, dip his balls in cocaine and rub them on my face and, you know, uh, swing his banana hammock at me and, uh, you know, clench his butt cheeks in my face and blow a fart in my mouth. That's, that's her plan. So that, that's, hey, you know, fun stuff, I suppose. I guess everybody needs to have some fun for their birthday and, uh, you know, that's what she wants. She even had the song picked out, which, uh, she's like, I, I want him to dance to that song from uh, The Silence of the Lambs where Buffalo Bill tucks his dick uh, and balls in and tries to put on his most of his woman's suit. Uh, it's a Goodbye Horses by Q Lazarus. She wants him to dance to that because that would up the creep factor even more. And he, she said he's got to have a mustache as thick as the day is long. And I, I just thought that was a hilarious comment about his mustache of all things. You know, you get talking about a male stripper and then she's like, his mustache needs to be as as thick as the day is long. You know, that that's that's some real uh, fucking commitment to what you're planning on doing to me at some point in the future. And I know a lot of my listeners out there, the few of you that actually do listen religiously, are going to be like, you're going to hear me tell you this plan. You're going to be like, oh, what the fuck? And then you're going to be like, oh, no, yeah, we've got to do that to him. We've got to do that to Chad. And uh, let's get in touch with Ash. Let's get in touch with her and make this shit happen. It might not even need to be his birthday. You got. You, let's just make this happen to him at some random event and time. Have a knock at the door. Male stripper comes in. Goodbye horses on and just starts slapping a banana hammock around. So, you know, potential future ideas for you guys out there to uh, you know pull a fast one over on me. I, I honestly, I, even though I'm like always going to be looking over my shoulder for it now, I, I won't see it coming. Um, Another news, I've, I, we, you know, as I said in the last episode, we were looking for a new vehicle, got a new car, and going, uh, going with uh, what I had said at the beginning, at the top of the show about, um, you know, feeling 35, feeling more like an adult. Like all my previous vehicles, with the exception of the uh, the minivan, which we got for practicality purposes as parents, um, 
they were all kind of like smaller, not sports cars, but just like the, the efficiency driving cars. You know, like I had a few uh, Chevy Cavaliers. I had a few Pontiac Firebirds. You know, I had one Ford Ranger, uh, so on and so forth. But like this time we got a uh, 2006 Chrysler Sebring and it is the nicest car I've ever had in my life. Also, it's the car that when I'm driving, I actually don't feel like a child driving around, like a man-child. I feel like, oh, okay, well, I'm an adult now. This is my adult vehicle. And it's got, uh, you know, it's an 06, but it, it's got, like, bells and whistles and everything. It's it's a Chrysler, so, you know, it was expensive at one point in time. The best part of this is, I, you know, we paid $3,000 for it. But it's only got 52,000 miles on it. They said it was some old ladies. She barely drove it, and then she passed away, and her, her you know family just traded it in or, or something like that so they just wanted to get rid of it it didn't really need any repair, repairs or anything they just cleaned it off slapped a slicker on it and they just wanted to get rid of it so three thousand dollars and i get a, like the best car of my entire fucking life but uh you know it's always very odd going through that car buying process because you got to go to some dealerships and you know the salesman and you know i know what i'm talking about here i sold cars for five years uh, but I didn't do it. I wasn't at a car lot most of the time. I was an internet salesperson, so I had to do it over the phone. And, you know, I know there are people, I've had friends who are car salesmen who do it, you know, face-to-face -face with a the customer. They go out on the lot and like, hey, how you doing? How, what can I help you for? What are you interested in? And they go for the, they take them for a car drive. You know, and I get, that's hard. That's not the easiest job in the world. Matter of fact, it's a very taxing job because you've got to sell to make money. It's very stressful. But compound that stress by not only having to sell but to make money, but having to sell it over the phone or the asshole because the asshole is too lazy to get up off their ass and actually come in and see the car. Oh, well, I saw pictures of it online. Uh, what's the best deal you can get me? Okay, well, you're just going to drive it sight unseen then. Those pictures could have been taken two years ago. Oh, you know, just get, what's the best deal? Okay, so you got to do all the fucking footwork and everything like that over the phone and through email. And, you know, you email them this and you go to your sales manager and you go to your uh, used car manager. And you get them all the deals that they that, that, that the dealership's willing to offer and get them the best price you can in hopes that they even just to come in and physically see the thing with their own two fucking eyes. You know, and then if the sale is made, you don't get the same commission that like a regular salesman that goes out on the lot gets. You get like 10% of that commission. So if I brought you in on a car that was, you know, uh, on a car and you bought that car, a salesman, the dealership would get a hundred, let's say it was a just, I'm going to use the flat rate of a hundred dollars as an example, because it's easier to do percentages that way. The dealership made a hundred dollars off that sale. I get 10 of that dollars, $10. Whereas if I were selling on like a floor salesman and the dealership made a hundred dollars, I might get 75 of that, $75 out of that hundred, which I think was absolute bullshit. So you know, I, I, I understand that it's hard for everybody, but it's a lot harder doing it sight unseen over the fucking phone. I don't want to hear your arguments or complaints about, oh, well, there's also this because I know I did it for five fucking years. And uh, it literally was killing me. I was working 70 hours a week plus just to uh, make ends meet and, you know, making less money than half the people I worked with because they were they were floor salesmen. They'd go out to the, they'd go out to the, uh, you know, grab a truck, bring it out to you. you know, I wasn't allowed to do that. I'm internet sales manager. You got to stay on the phones and make emails, send emails, baby. That's what your job is. Don't go out there. No, you don't. There's no reason for you to be out on the lot. Okay. All right. Well, I'll stay here and I'll do twice as much work in a much harder environment. 
trying to sell a car that nobody's ever seen to somebody who's too lazy to come up and come out and test drive it just so uh, I can make, you know, pennies on the dollar compared to the other other sales guys. But, you know, whatever. That's 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 what it is. What it is. Um, all right. Moving on. I'd like to talk a little bit about um, an addiction I have. Now, I've had many addictions over the years, cigarettes, uh, alcohol, so on and so forth. But uh, I think the most prominent addiction in my life is string cheese, which I eat like fucking crazy. Like if there's string cheese around, I'm going to go out of my way to grab at it and uh, eat it. You know, I I could not be hungry. I could be not hungry, but I will go out of my way to grab string cheese. Every time we go shopping for groceries, string cheese is on that menu. Even if, even if I still have some string cheese at home and it drives the people I live with, it drives my fiance and my son out of their mind because they're like, dad, why do you always need to grab string cheese? Hey, don't you think you got enough string cheese at home? Most of our fucking, uh, like, you know, lunch meat drawer in the fridge is filled with string cheese. And I reply with, you can never have enough string cheese. I eat string cheese with virtually everything. I eat it with breakfast. I'll eat, like, a cupcake for, like, dessert. And then go grab a piece of string cheese. And it, it, it's, getting a little, it's getting a little out of hand to the point that... Um, you know, I, I need to not eat as much string cheese. So, if you guys have any ideas, like, is there like an anonymous, like a string cheese anonymous, that group that you can go to and, you know, talk about how string cheese is ruining your life and affecting your loved ones? And, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, where you can just, you know, hi, my name is Chad and I'm addicted, I'm an addict, I'm addicted to string cheese. Hi, Chad, you know, is there a group like that? And if not, I think there should be. Like there should be like a, or maybe like a food anonymous group where people who just eat a certain item repeatedly because it, it gives them some form of comfort go and, uh, you know, talk about their food addictions. But instead they just call that dieting, I guess, or going to the gym. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, I, I, I love string cheese. I will continue eating string cheese, but it, it's getting a little out of hand. So if anybody wants to help me, if anyone wants to be my sponsor to stop eating string cheese. I, w- I would appreciate it. Get in touch with me. Say, hey, Chad, uh, you'll check in with me. I'll, I'll give you calls in the middle of the night. I'll be like, oh, man, I know it's uh, 3.30 in the morning, but I got a hankering for some uh, for some string cheese. And that you can be like, don't do it. Don't do it, man. And, uh, you know, talk me out of it. So, uh, you know, give me other things that I could eat or drink to, to alleviate the string cheese addiction until I'm finally over it. I would really appreciate your help. It's, um, it's, it's affecting me and it's affecting my family, my addiction to string cheese. Okay. So, you know what? I'm going to skip the, uh, hotel housekeeper stories and we're just going to go straight to topic roulette. We're going to go straight to topic roulette. So let's see, what will the first topic be? Cat stuff. The first topic is cat stuff. Um, we've had some very interesting cat stuff go on lately. Our Cronenberg uh, to Jeff Goldblum looking, possibly half fly, half worm, hobo, drifter, vagrant, transient cat uh, got sick recently and was just throwing up and uh, taking liquid diarrhea shits that smelled awful, like just back to back. It would come. It would go take a shit. 
the shit would stink up the house, it would be awful, it would come back out, it would eat some of its tuna, or some of its chicken, or some of its wet food, and just walk right back, they'd take another diarrhea shit. It, it was so bad that the, the um, ugh, ugh, I'm getting, a, I'm almost trying not to gag while I'm talking about this, the, the cat litter wasn't, wasn't even like clumping, wasn't even clumping properly, and it was hard to clean. Like, I had to give the cat a bath, and uh, I had to wear gloves and make sure the cat's, like, asshole was, like, cleaned from, like, dried shit. It was disgusting. And, uh, you know, as I said, my, my son and my, my fiancé love this cat. I, I've grown to love this cat, but uh, I'm not really a cat per. I was never really a cat person to begin with, so... Like that that for me is like as far as I'll go for the cat. I I've 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 reached my my limits with the cat and uh you know, if the cat pushes me any further, the cat's going to have some reckoning coming its way. Uh I also noticed that this cat is abundantly lazy. It's it's too fucking lazy anymore. Like you know, when it first showed up and we first took took it in, it would jump up on the table, it would jump up on the couch and it would do that. Now it's so lazy, it just sits there and stares at you until you go out of your way to pick it up and and get it where it where it seems to be wants to be. And the longer you take, the more it'll meow at you. It'll it, first it'll stare at you and then it'll meow at you until to get your attention and, you know, like bitch and complain. And if you like pick it up and you put it on the couch and it doesn't want to be on the couch, it'll stare at you and meow at you until you put it back down. And then it'll sit there and stare at you and meow at you until you're like, "What the fuck do you want?" Um, it's also so lazy that it'll lay on its little cat scratching bed, and it, it, it won't climb the whole way up on it. It, it has the ability to, to do so, but it won't do it. It'll just, like, get, like, its, you know, front legs and everything, and, like, part of its, like, fat, overweight gut on it, and then the back legs and tail will just hang off to the side, and it's fine with that. It, 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 it closes its eyes and it goes to sleep because it's just fucking lazy and fat. I, I weighed the cat also. It's, it's a 14-pound cat, which, uh... According to things I've read, is a little overweight, but not majorly. But uh, you know, this this cat is a real. It's turned into a real fucker, and it's uh, you know, right, like right now I'm looking at it and it's licking its tail, and it's listening to me. It's 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 listen. It stopped licking its tail as I acknowledged it, and it's listening to me now, and now it's staring at me, and it's probably going to start meowing to see uh, you know, for, because it wants me to do something. I'm supposed to read cat minds and find out what it wants. But, okay, moving on. Next topic. Ooh, the wheel is spinning. The Today Show. Okay, don't you just miss Matt Lauer? I do. I mean, sure, sexual predator, sexual deviant that he was, it's just not the same show without him. You know, it's it's all the women, and then Al, and then Carson Daly. And th- that's the show now. It's basically Hoda and Kathy Lee and Jenna Bush, and then just, uh, you know, all talking like girl stuff, and Megyn Kelly talking about rape allegations in every episode against everybody that's a male, period, and then um, and then just Al doing the weather and Carson Daly looking sad, and that's the Today Show, and it, I, I, it was funner when Matt was there, because you never knew what was going to happen. He might show up and, uh, you know, he might talk to, uh, get handcuffed to uh, Borat or some, some stupid shit. So, you know, I, I, I know what the what the situation is, and I know that uh, it's not the popular thing to say, but I miss Matt Lauer. I think they should bring him back. Maybe for just, like, one segment a week. 
and he could just kind of go off rambling. Like, you remember uh, in Family Guy, Peter did that whole, you know, what grinds my gears segment? Do that with Matt Lauer. Just have him come back on and be like, hey, you know what? It's been a while since I was here, and I just got a lot to say, and have him ramble for like a a couple minutes, and then just like, you know, then just cut to somebody else. I think it'd be fun. Next topic. Here comes... Dr. Tran. I know the, uh, the the Dr. Tran videos on on YouTube are old old hat. A lot of people have seen them and everything like that. But I recently have introduced them to my child, uh, to my six-year-old. And I forgot how fucking hysterical they are. Like, uh, And they have new ones. They have ones that I haven't seen before. Like, uh, you know, one that's just called, like... Uh, like fruit hat, and it's uh, the, the the recurring character of the chicken that wants uh, bubble gum, wants chewing gum, and bothers Dr. Tran for the chewing gum. You know, it uh, it's it's hiding in this uh, this old fat lady is down at a down on the subway station. She's got one of those hats that looks like the Chiquita banana lady with all these fruit on it, and it looks like the hat is talking. It's like, hey, Dr. Tran, go over to that vending machine and get me a thing, get me a pack of chewing gum. And he's confused because he's Dr. Tran, but he does it and everything. And then you find out it's the chicken. But it's it's hilarious. I love them. There's the uh, the furious little cinnamon bun who kills the little shaved ice baby, and then they go, oh, and the giant dick comes out of the sky and, and smashes it. Um, Dr. Tran sells smokable ice, which uh, it's, it's a thing. Watch it. Well, just look, go to YouTube, look up Dr. Tran, and all the videos pop up. They're, they're worth a watch. Um, they're funny when you're stone sober. So, I mean, if you like, if, if you like smoking a J every once in a while, they just get funnier. Um, that's, that's Dr. Tran. Moving on. Next topic. Wheel spinning. Wheel is spinning. Insane rambling! Yay! I was hoping I'd get this one. So, you know what? If your teeth are made out of Marmaduke, then I want you to go out back and take a hard look into a rabbit hole. Because what you find might surprise you. I think if you reach your arm down in there and you pull out a snake's innards, guess what? You probably just won a million dollars. That's when Fred Willard is going to show up at your house with a check for two for twenty-two cents, and you better deposit it right away because the bank says that you just overdrafted last night, and they don't got any forgiveness on that. And you know what happens when you overdraft your bank? That's when a honey badger starts get, gets gets upset, and it, it starts hunting down your next door neighbor's wife because. She probably cheated on it. She probably uh, promised it some sexual favors, and now is pissed off that that didn't go through. So now you got to watch out because you got to protect this woman from a honey badger. Your bank account's overdrawn. There's snakes in your backyard, and your your teeth are made out of Marmaduke old, old cartoons, old uh, cartoons of Marmaduke from the newspaper. So what that leads me to warn you about is that if Poopy Pants McGee and Beardy McBeard of the Beer Brigade start showing up and Poopy Pants says, don't let me catch you, uh, and Beardy McBeard uh, says, don't let, me st- don't let me look at you for too long, then you know what's going to happen, right? Your face is going to melt like you open the Ark of the Covenant. So, I-, I just want you all to be prepared for that. Watch out. Keep a firm, keep a firm lockdown on your biceps. And, you know, give everybody two tickets to the gun show. I give everybody I know tickets to the gun show. I, I you know, especially on leg day, because I, I, I throw out the big guns. 
you know, on my thighs, and I, I just start juicing down my thighs with, I, I, I use a combination of orange juice, baby oil, and my own spit, and I just, I, I lay, lather up those legs, so that way everybody gets, can see all the, all the muscle tone, and all how lean my thighs are, because that's what I like to do on a Thursday afternoon. I'll walk around, and I'll smile at you, and you better smile back, because that's just being friendly, but I do, I do want you to know that if you're not friendly, then maybe you should get an ice cream cone, okay? So, next topic. Parties. I haven't, I haven't been to or have had a party in years, but uh, you know, there was a time. There was a time where your faithful host, being me, would go out and party like it was nobody's business. I would go pick up a few six-packs for myself and just meet up with anybody that was willing to hang out and just get absolutely ripped. You know, we did this at uh, some of our friends' houses. We'd go out to bars. We'd invite, I'd invite people over to, to my house sometimes and just get absolutely ripped and play games like, like strip darts or play games like what is in this shot glass. And, you know, you had to drink it and find out what it was. It could have been dish soap. It could have been toilet water. It could have been, um, you know, vodka. It could have been, uh, you know, cream of wheat. Like, what's, what's in this shot glass? You know, that was a game we played, and um, I'm, I'm thankful now, going back to what I said at the top of the show about being 35 and being more responsible and aware of my uh, responsibilities and priorities, I'm very thankful that I don't party anymore, because I, I, I just couldn't do it. I, I would be dead. If I, could, if I still tried to party at that level that I used to party at, I would be dead today and not 35 years old. Okay, let's do, uh, let's take a look here. Let's take a gander and see... Uh, yeah, okay, we'll do one more topic. We'll do one more topic on the topic roulette. Let's let's see what it's going to be. One more topic. It is Jeff Goldblum. Oh, well, you know, that's an element of surprise staple point right there. Um, so I hear that Jeff Goldblum is going to be in this new Jurassic World movie, which I'm looking forward to, but I'm hoping they don't just relegate the uh, Ian Malcolm character to, like, a fucking stupid cameo. Like, I hope he's a part of the plot, because, uh, you know, just... Like, that was one of the things that I think made Jurassic World, the first Jurassic World, work, was that you didn't have all these, uh, you know, classic characters popping up and being like, hey, it's us from the first movie, or it's that guy from the third movie, or it's, uh, you know, here and there, and, you know, but they had, like, little things about them, like, they're like, oh, there's the John Hammond wing of Jurassic World, oh, there's Ian Malcolm's book, but now you're bringing Ian Malcolm back into it, he's a classic character, and if you just relegate Jeff Goldblum to a fucking cameo there, it's a wasted opportunity. You know, now granted, he's older, I can't see him running around on the island running away from fucking T-Rexes and Velociraptors anymore, but, you know, give him a plot, give him a story arc in the movie, or just don't bring him back at all. You know, uh, you could have any other character say what he's going to say, but you just want to have Jeff Goldblum in it, which I'm all for, because I love Jeff Goldblum, but, you know, it's Jeff Goldblum, give him something to do. Alrighty. Um, You know what, I think I got one more Emmy. Spin that wheel. Spin that wheel. Ooh. Wheel's still spinning. Spinning. We got a spinning wheel. I don't know if you guys can hear it clicking or not.
best comic book villain. Okay, that is a uh, that's a tough one. I mean, if I if, if just you know without thinking, the Joker has always been my favorite. Uh, you know, I think because uh, he's just always been so random, and uh, you know, is the Joker does things to you know for for to get Batman's attention. He doesn't know. Um, who he is without Batman. Like, there was a uh, comic book, and I forget what it was. It wasn't The Killing Joke, which is a classic. But uh, there was one where uh, Joker actually thinks he kills Batman, and he, he laughs maniacally at the idea of finally having done it. And then he just stops laughing and starts to, like, sob and cry. And he goes to, like, rehab and gets, like, you know, his face fixed and goes out and, you know, he changes his name. Uh, you know, he's still got his weird sense of humor and his, uh, you know, off sense of humor because he changes his legal name to Joseph Kerr, hence Joe Kerr. But, uh, you know, he just goes out and he lives a regular life. He gets a regular job and gets a girlfriend. And then, you know, Batman was injured but not killed. So, he, he you know, Batman, like, heals up over a few months and then he, you know, he comes back and the Joseph Kerr sees the bat signal out in the sky and his his sanity then slips and he goes back into being the Joker which I just thought perfectly defined the character um I think the Joker is in my opinion the best comic book villain of all time but there's so many good ones I mean you got uh General Zod you've got uh Eobard Thawne the reverse flash you've got uh the Mad Titan Thanos you've got Ultron you got so many good comic book villains out there, and I, you know, what I want to know what your favorite comic book villain is. Mine, mine's hands down the Joker, but I want to know what yours is and why. So tell us, uh, tell me why on the Element of Surprise uh, group page on Facebook, and uh, you know, join up with the group and uh, like our like our Facebook page and join our group, and then tell us what your tell me what your favorite uh, comic book villain is and why, and I will tell I will talk about that on the next show. Um, Okay, gang, I appreciate you guys bearing with me. It was a fun little show to do. And, um, you know, before I let you go, of course, I want you guys to check out uh, Fireside Chat with Ryan McCormick. You can find that on Libsyn.com. Check out um, Case in Point with Justin Case on Podbean.com. And uh, check out McSauce with Matt, Paul, and Ian on Podomatic.com and YouTube. Um, All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, have a have a good day. I will catch you guys next time, and cue the fucking bear music. Good night.